Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free Podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Well, hey, welcome back to the Porn Free, Shame Free Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Proctor. Just so glad that you've uh, chosen uh, to drop by and listen or watch us. Today, uh, if you followed us on the podcast or if you follow the blogs from Porn Free, Shame Free, you know we've taken a little bit of break um, over the holidays, um, but we are rocking and rolling uh, in the new year, and how we want to start off that new year is just talk about what is it that motivates us to walk away from the sin, from the wrong things that we do so easily entangle us. If you're new to the podcast, one of our just let you know that we are a faith-based podcast. Everything we do is based upon the truth of God's Word, the Bible. We believe that Jesus Christ is the one that can change lives and set free from porn and set free from shame. And so when things like pornography, sexual immorality, you know, things like sexting, masturbation, um, you know, sex outside of you know, God's biblical plan for marriage, etc., what motivates us to not give in to that type of sin? What motivates us to only do sin God's way? Well, what we want to look at today is a passage in Isaiah chapter 6. And Isaiah is a book in the Old Testament. So if you remember, um, for those of you who've been watching the podcast, we always try to just give a recap of Scripture because we're faith-based. We also want to The reason we do that recap is for those who are new, who are joining, who may not have as much of a faith-based background, that this can help them understand uh, just where we're coming from. And so again, the Bible is divided in two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament, uh, um, it's a book, uh, excuse me, it's it's a collection of books that's really about God's chosen nation of Israel and how He set them apart to worship Him and and so you, it's divided into several different sections, and one of those sections is prophecy. And, and this is from uh, a guy named Isaiah who was a prophet of God who would receive words from the Lord and then deliver those words. And he's, in, in Isaiah chapter 6, he sees this vision that God has given him, and it's an amazing vision. And it basically helps him to really capture and understand who God is. And we believe at Porn Free, Shame Free, that the way to walk away from pornography, the way to experience freedom from shame, the way to walk away from all things like that in life is to have a proper understanding of who God is. So in Isaiah chapter 6, what you see is Isaiah says in verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord like seated on a throne. But it's really important for you to understand who is Uzziah? Uzziah was one of the kings of God's chosen nation. And if you look at another Bible in the Old Testament, excuse me, another book of the Bible in the Old Testament, um, 2 Chronicles chapter 26, what you see is the story of King Uzziah. He was a great man. He became king when he was very young, and he served faithfully, and he honored God in so much of what he did with his life. But towards the end of his life, he became full of himself. He became prideful. It was all about him. And he said, I'm going to take on the role of a priest. And that was forbidden. And he was violating God's holiness. And he was violating just the essence of who God is. And so he goes into the temple and he says, I'm going to be a priest. 
and the high priest and other priests try to stop him. And he goes, no, I'm taking this role. And in the middle of that, God strikes him with leprosy. And you're like, Josh, you've talked to us about this God who's kind and loving. What are we talking about? Like striking him with leprosy. Guys, I want you to hear me. God is a God of grace and mercy, but he's also a God of wrath and justice. And those are not mutually exclusive. They go together. They go together. God's justice has to be satisfied. And the way that, sat, that justice is satisfied is for his wrath to be poured out. And what we're going to talk about later in this video is how his wrath is poured out through Jesus. And that Jesus absorbed that. But right now we just want to talk about that when God's holiness is violated, his justice has to respond. And the crazy thing is Uzziah, as a good man who followed God, once he was struck with leprosy, never repented, never turned back to God. Or at least there's no recording of that in Scripture and it says he spent the rest of his day is quarantined, and then he died. So if I'm Isaiah, and I'm God's prophet, and I get this vision in this context of what's going on in culture around me, I am paying attention to God. And in the vision, what you see if you read Isaiah chapter 6, is you see the throne starts to levitate, and you see that these angelic beings like are like around this throne that's levitating, and they're singing praises to the one who's on this throne. And the one on this throne is so big that the train of his robe fills the entire temple. And when they sing to this one, they're singing praises to him, that he is holy, that he is set apart, that there is no one like, that even compares to him. And when they sing, watch this, the ground shakes. The thresholds in the temple shake, and the whole building is filled with smoke. You know, we live in a culture, and sometimes we think that, like, Jesus is, is somebody that we ride along in our VW van with, and we can high-five and fist bump, and, hey, let's smoke weed. Come on, Jesus, let's, you're my buddy, let's smoke weed together. And I'm not trying to be funny. It, it, it's we've gone so far out of our way to say Jesus is our friend, and he is, that he's become somebody. And Jesus is not our buddy. Jesus wants to be a close friend. And his, the closeness and intimacy that we have with that friendship draws us to him and makes us want to say no to things like pornography and walk in freedom from that and not have to walk in the shame of that any longer. But there's a difference in being a close friend and being a buddy. You've got to understand, he is this awesome, holy, majestic God. That his presence shakes rooms. There are other passages that describe his majesty and his glory. Psalm chapter 29, another book in the Old Testament, a book of poetry, describes God's voice as something that can splinter the trees of Lebanon. Massive, big, crazy, gigantic voice of God. There's another passage in Exodus chapter 33, and it talks about that Moses wanted to see God's glory. One of God's followers, Moses, wanted to see the glory of God. He said, God, show me your glory. And God said, no, that's not going to happen. Because if you see my glory, you cannot live. And God's not saying to Moses, I mean, you can't see me. And if you do, I'll strike you dead. What he's saying is, my glory is so powerful, if you come near it, it will crush you, you'll die. 
Guys, there's a reason we don't live on Mercury or Venus. Because if we did, the sun would incinerate us. And it's not because we're mean. Excuse me, it's not because the sun is mean. It's because the sun is that powerful. And we have to have a view if we're ever going to walk away from things like pornography and other aspects of sexual immorality. If we're actually not going to walk in shame. We have to understand God's forgiveness. But we will never understand His forgiveness if we don't understand how just big and vast the glory and holiness of God is and how powerful it is. And so when Moses comes to God in Exodus 33 and he says, show me your glory, and God says, you can't, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to hide you in the cleft of a rock. And I'm going to cover you with my hand. Guys, if I put my hand over my face, you can still see, like if I spread it out, you see my eyes. Or if I bring it down, you see part of my nose, you can still see my mouth. My hand cannot even cover my face. God's hand covers the entire body of a man. That's how big and vast he is. And it says that God passed by and slowly removed his hand. And basically what Moses saw was the backside of God's glory, of of himself. And he saw this much of the glory of God. If he'd seen his face, it would have killed him. If you go into Exodus chapter 34, what you see is Moses then goes to the people to deliver to them the message that God has given him. And the people were afraid of Moses because he had encountered this much, eh, this much of the glory of God. His face shone like the sun. It was radiant. And the people were afraid of Moses because of how his face shone. And they said, you have to put a veil over your face. God's glory is so powerful. I see eh, of the backside of his glory as he passes by. My face is so bright that it would cause fear in the hearts of people. So here's Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6. And he sees a picture in this vision of the glory of God. What he sees is that God is majestic. And that majesty blows him away. He's not high-fiving Jesus saying, hey, let's go go for a ride, buddy. He falls on his face and he says, woe is me. He says, I am ruined because of how close he came to the king of kings. Some of you are watching this, and this is just a great reminder for you of God's glory. Some of you are watching this, you've never heard this before in your life. Some of you are watching this, and and maybe you have an understanding of who God is, but you are drowning right now. And I want you to hear me. There is no shame, no shame for whatever thing you're drowning in right now. But the only way up, the only way to get to a place where I can actually say, God help, is to recognize that I cannot do anything about it on my own. That I look up and I see his glory, I see his holiness, I see, my gosh, you are so majestic. Your voice splinters trees, your hands cover like entire bodies of men. When you are sung to by angelic beings, buildings shake. 
You are amazing. And all my mess falls short of that. If I want Jesus to really help me walk in freedom from pornography and shame, then I've got to understand how forgiving he is and that he actually absorbed God's wrath. And God's justice was met through Jesus. But you know what? I can't ever understand the forgiveness of Jesus and how he absorbed all that from God if I don't understand the holiness, the glory, and the majesty of who he is. My mess falls short of the amazing glory of God. Now I will tell you for these podcasts specifically, I'm going to do them pretty close together. Usually they're about a week apart. Um, I will follow up in probably um, you know, two or three days with a second podcast in this new year that walks you through that God is not just majestic, but that He is Messiah. Because I don't want you to just sit in that, woe is me, I'm awful, I can't do anything. But I'm going to tell you right now, if I am going to overcome the sins that entangle me, and pornography was one that used to, and there are other sins that still entangle me today, If I'm going to overcome those through the power of God, it starts with me recognizing my smallness and God's bigness and that I have to say, I can't measure up, Jesus. God, your glory is so powerful. Your majesty is so overwhelming. I need help. My hope today as you're listening to this or watching this is that you're like, oh my gosh. God is vast and big. And if I come anywhere close to his presence, woe is me because my eyes have seen the King of Kings. Would you invite Jesus to reveal to you how powerful he is, how awesome he is, how glorious he is? And we're going to show how he rescues through his cross and how he forgives, and how he's Messiah. But would you rest in his majesty in light of the sin that we struggle with? Would you say one of the keys to freedom from porn and shame is a greater recognition of the awesome, amazing glory of God? Father God, I pray in Jesus' name. The first thing I pray is I personally am humbled by your amazing creation, and I know I don't have to check my brain at the door to believe that. God, it's your creation reflects your glory, your majesty. I'm blown away by your bigness, your vastness, your justice, your holiness, your glory. God, you are majestic. God, I pray even as I'm praying that there are those watching or listening and you would help them see a better picture of your holiness, your glory, your majesty. And that would make them want to more deeply deal with sin, with the wrong they're doing. Just like you let it help me deal with my own. God, would we, like Isaiah, humble ourselves before you and know there's nothing we can do 
unless you intervene and help. God, thank you that you are a glorious, majestic God. We say it in your name. Amen. Hey, I know this is heavy, but we don't talk about God's glory and majesty a lot in our culture, at least in our American culture. I would just invite you for the next few days to gaze on that. Thanks for joining us. God's blessing. (laughs) 